Welcome to Coaching Out Loud podcast with Danielle Pyle. Inspiring conversations with changemakers, influencers, dreamers, celebrities, community leaders, and everyday people. Coaching Out Loud podcast empowers people to achieve their full potential. Coaching Out Loud podcast is the unscripted missing link in the life coaching world. Danielle Pyle, a millennial, a coach like no other. She is your girl next door, devoted to inspire, educate, and push you into your destiny. Stay tuned for a new segment. I am your host and your coach, Danielle Powell. This month is Women's History Month, so we are celebrating her story. So stay tuned for amazing interviews from amazing women. I have a very special guest on today, my sister in Christ. She's from Union City, Michigan. She is the author of Slaying Singlehood. She is a podcast host of Just Janice Podcast and the co-founder of the Syrup Ministries. Welcome to the show, Janice Rigo. Hey, girl. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm excited for our, for our podcast. This is going to be good. Yes, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. And here at my podcast, we always start with the guests telling their testimony. So tell the listeners today about your testimony. Yes. Um, gosh, okay. So, so much of my story, I'm like, hmm, how long do you want the podcast to be? No, I'm just kidding. So like Danny said, <laughs> I am from Southwest Michigan. I born, was born and raised here. Um, have gone like gone to school here my entire life. I actually teach at the schools now and just absolutely love the season of life that I'm in. Um, a little bit about me, um, some fun facts, I guess. I was voted class clown. I think that's kind of an interesting fact. I have a really big personality. I love people. And so my testimony, I guess I would say I was raised with four sisters, um, raised by my mom and dad. My parents are still together, which I think is kind of a fun, unique fact. Um, incredible family, uh, just surrounded by a lot of, um, just a lot of incredible people in my life. And gave my heart to the Lord when I was 17, was born again, just had an incredible encounter with the Lord in my car on the way home from youth group, and just really became very passionate about the Word of God and passionate for His presence and just, just to know Him has just been... Uh, one of the biggest desires of my heart and even like lately in my life I've been thinking so much about what it means to be a friend of God but so anyway I um, gave my heart to the Lord at a young age and fell in love with the boy that I was going to youth group with and um, got married at 21 he was 20 and just thought you know had all these dreams of living happily ever after and having babies and just growing old together and that it was not my story within um Six months, I found out that he had a very serious pornography addiction, and then within a few years, he was having a full-fledged affair with a coworker. And so, mm-hmm. um, my desire obviously was for restoration, and because we know, like, none of us sign up, <laughs> like, get married and, and sign up to get divorced, you know. Mm-hmm. So, just believed for a few years for restoration. I was hearing a lot of testimonies from other people of like God healing and restoring their marriage, and was really believing that for my story. And um, after a few years, found out that the the connection with him and, and the woman he was seeing was never completely cut off, and he was 
back with her. And so, mm-hmm. um, obviously, at that point, the Lord released me, and it was just a journey for me from then on. It's that's been five years ago now of just healing and seeking the Lord for what this new season of my life, singlehood, um, that I'm living in, what that what that looks like for me personally. And it's just been an incredible journey. And like the scripture that says he is near to the brokenhearted, I yeah. understand that fully in the deepest pits of pain that I was in and, and what I walked through um, and the devastation of, of the trauma of a divorce. Like God was so near to me and he still is um he's amazing but just yeah seeing his hand on my life over the last five years and just entering into this season of life that I never ever thought I would be in again and just feeling like I was faced with that decision of okay you can you know be whatever about where your life led you to and the fact that you're divorced and all these things and let shame hang over your head the rest of your life or you can seek the Lord and find healing and freedom and live your best life. So I chose the latter, and that's where I'm at right now. And just um, in in my season of singlehood, which I like to joke and say is like four years and 364 days longer than I wanted to be single. Like I just thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna like get rid of bozo, so to speak, and then like the Lord's gonna bring my Boaz, and that has not happened. So I am still single and um, just trusting mm-hmm. the Lord in, in that. And so my story now, I like Danny said, I am co-founder of Stirred Up Ministries. And just love, like, God has just given me such a heart and a passion for broken people because I know what that feels like to be broken and to feel pain, like, literally where you can feel pain, like, in the tips of your fingertips because of heartbreak and and just betrayal and all those things. And so that has kind of Mm. become my life mission, at least during this season of my life. I'm I'm sure the rest Mm -hmm. of my life is just to see people who have had their voices silenced by the pains of life, find restoration in Christ and in healing because that is the only place we can find it. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's my story in a nutshell. I just love life. I love people, and I love traveling, and I love peanut butter. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> love, I just love life. So that's my yes. story. Yes, wow, such a powerful testimony because now I just see you flourishing in your ministry. You're definitely slaying in your singleness, and it's just a powerful testimony, and I can't wait till we dive a little more deeper. And this brings me to my next question. Um, You are very active in ministry now that you are dedicating your life to Christ and you're dedicating your life to seeing women thrive. Um, And I see, I love how you do it with so much joy. So sometimes as women leaders, it's hard, it can be hard at times. So what are some of the major lessons that you learn being, as being an author and also uh, a, a female in ministry? Yeah, I think anytime that you're doing anything that involves people, it can be like the most rewarding and the most difficult thing at the same time. And I think for me, like what the Lord has really shown me in the last few years is just just to be passionate about unity, like creating unity in the body of Christ because there's so much specifically with working with women, uh, just comparison, the jealousy and all that crap mm-hmm. that the enemy tries to throw in and cause us to self-sabotage and destroy one another. And so that's been my, probably the, the biggest challenge, I guess, in ministry has been just standing firm and like nipping those things mm-hmm. in the bud, so to speak, and like just champion each other. Like, if I could, like, have one wish in the whole world, it would be, like, just to see people truly encouraging each other and being each other's other's biggest cheerleaders and, like, 
staying in your own lane is like a huge theme of my heart of like, hey, you figure out what God called you to do and do it. And then when I see you running next to me, I'm going to cheer you on in your lane and realizing that like your law, like your win isn't my loss. That's another big thing that, that I think a lot of people miss out on because like people, you know, they are flourishing or they have like an achievement or whatever. And we have a, you know, sometimes we, you know, like, fake applaud each other so to speak but um to just truly be happy for each other and knowing that like mm-hmm. ultimately it's all about advancing the kingdom and if we keep that our main focus then I think we will stay in a healthy place and just yeah just recognizing the tactics of the enemy and not giving him a foothold in our personal lives or our churches or our friendships and all those things so yeah Awesome response. I totally in full agreement with that. We have to be more united and just understanding how God has created us very uniquely to do the work and not to compete. So this brings to my next question. Let's talk about your ministry. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so I... um, the name of my ministry again is Startup Ministries, and we started Startup Ministries in April. Will be two two years. It's crazy. It's so crazy to think of where it started and where it's at right now. And I know that like it's just the beginning. So um, I run the ministry with my best friend Anna, and we actually just started it. Honestly, we got some women together at a coffee shop, and we had no intention of it becoming even what it is. Like we just wanted to get together and get in the word of God and like honestly our our very first like small portion vision of the ministry was kind of like taking a Mary Kay or a 31 type model into people's homes Mm -hmm. but instead of like going in to sell a product or whatever we would go into homes or coffee shops or wherever God opens the door and get in the word of God together pray minister um have prayer like like I said, I said that I had prayer um, and just testimony is the other thing. Really, they on giving women a platform to share their stories and to share their unique gifts. And so um, that is what it's been for a few years. We've done wow. home events and coffee shops and churches, and we've, we did an amphitheater and some outdoor events and just different things. We're totally like, God, you open the doors and we're walking through them. So seen a lot of incredible fruit in our ministry of people being water baptized and Holy Spirit baptized and saved and just finding mental freedom and healing in their in their souls and um, physical healings like manifestations physical healings like just really cool stuff um, women stepping up like discovering their their calling discovering what gifts God's given them and then start utilizing them that's a super fun part of the ministry that I absolutely love and just connecting people and seeing people like form friendships through meeting at a stirred up and so we actually have a stirred up tonight I'm going to be heading to after this so it's just fun we've done I think tonight will be event 52 and Anna and I both were in a different full-time ministry when we started and God has called us both to lay down those other ministries that we were part of just to run full force with this so we have a website at startupministries.com. We do a podcast called Wanted at the Table together and YouTube videos and all sorts of fun stuff, blogs and all that. So um, our, our mission was stirred up. I, I should have probably started with that, but that's okay. So God has given us a mission to uh, awaken, reignite, and expand. And so specifically that means awakening people in the body of Christ to reignite their first love passion, reignite their God-given gifts um, to expand the kingdom. And so... That's what we've been doing, and we just want to get out there and stir people up in the faith and encourage them, and and um, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's I could talk for probably five hours about <laughs> passionate about it, yeah. but that's the yeah. that's the 
shortened version of our ministry. Yes, wow. So that is the glory. It's so awesome what you guys are doing. I love the concept of community. Sometimes we just need those little, you know, small spaces where people come together and, you know, talk about God and talk about their problems. I just love it. I'm so excited about all the things you guys are doing at this time. So when did you know that God called you to do the work that you are doing today? Wow. Um Gosh, I feel like I feel like what the things that God has called me to have been unfolding and they're still unfolding in my life. Like I don't even fully know what all God's gonna call me to. I will say like a few years ago I had two incredible mentors that actually sat me down and I was just coming out of my divorce and still like in the process of healing and just dealing with a lot of a lot of um I don't know, enemy lies and, like, confronting those things that had been put on me um, through mm-hmm. through everything that I went through. And I remember two of my mentors sitting me down, and they were like, hey, like, the Lord has been showing us some things for you. And so they sat me down and just basically prophesied over me and spoke into my life. And they were like, we really feel like God has called you to speak and do all these things. And... Um, and they even said, like, one specific thing, there's so much that was said in the context of that meeting, but one thing that they said to me was that I had a unique gift of joy and that the body of Christ needed that mm-hmm. and that the oil of my joy would splash on the body and laughter and humor and all those things. And so I remember sitting there, like, thinking, yeah, that sounds nice, but I don't see, <laughs> I don't see that. Any, like, that would have to be a miracle of God, like, because I was so broken at that point in my life, like, wow. I couldn't couldn't see myself doing any of those things. So that's a word for anyone listening who feels like mm-hmm. God has spoken things over you or, or shown you things and you're like, I don't see how I'm going to get there. Just trust him because you'll get there. And so it was, you know, a few years later before I think I was standing up in front of a group of women because I had, like, taken all those things to heart. I mean, I didn't completely dismiss them at, by any means, but I kind of shelved them, so mm-hmm. to speak, and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it was at a point of speaking one time at a conference or something, and the crowd was, like, busting up laughing, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, fulfillment of what's been spoken over me. So, um, mm-hmm. and which I think was God's plan all along. I've always had a gift of gab, and, and now I've used that, you know, with the gift of humor he's given me, also with the gift yes. of, you know, the passion for his word. Like, that's my passion, like colliding humor with the word of God just to blast truth out there to people. So, um, I don't know. I think that I would say it's been a lifelong, a lifelong journey, and I'm just at the point in my life where I'm wanting to step into it in its fullness. So, yeah. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And I just love that because, you know, God could use our, like, how he has made us, like, our personalities to spread the gospel. And I, and I do agree. You have a, the gift of joy. And you just have this, you know, great personality that draws people. So definitely keep doing the work that you do the way you do it. And now that um, we're going to go to our next question, this is about if there's a young lady that is listening, that is looking to start a ministry? What are some tips on how to start a thriving ministry? Yeah, that's such a good question. And, and by the way, like a little side note, I love what you're doing for this month, for for, for this entire month and all, everything that you're doing. I think it's great. So I, I think this Thank is an awesome you. question. Yeah, I love it. And I, and I love everything you're doing in ministry too. So, um, gosh, that is a good question. Honestly, m- my biggest advice that I give anybody is 
be in the word and be in his presence because in those places when you're spending that time with him, he's going to reveal to you what it is. I would never advise anyone to step out and start anything without knowing that God has given you, given you that like function to do it, I guess, or green light or however you want to say it. Like don't step out and do anything in your flesh because uh, it'll just be disastrous. And honestly, stepping out and doing mm-hmm. things that he hasn't called you to can destroy people. And so, yeah, that would be my first piece of advice. And I actually, my mom messaged me a few months ago, and she told me that my niece and little sister were like, when we get older, we want to start a ministry like like me. And, um, and I have. And I was, like, so blessed. And I said, well, Mom, this is, like, prep time for them. If, that, if they're serious and they really feel like God wants them to do something similar, then this is prep time, like, they need to be in the Word. And my little sister is 13, and my niece is 18, and so... Um, it was, well, actually she just turned 19, but it was such a blessing, but my mom, so I told my mom that, and she was like, actually, your sister's in her room right now with her journal open and her Bible, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, so I guess, honestly, that would be what it would be, but then also, I would say, like, obviously, just spending time with him and getting clear direction from him and then stepping out when he, you know, gives you that next step. Because like I said, like with our ministry, it's been like just one step at a time where he will show us the next thing and then the next thing. So not always feeling like you have to have the big picture to start. Like if he gives you the next step, just take that next step and then take the next step and so on. And so just being obedient, um, surrounding yourself with wise counsel, I think is a really good piece of advice because we know there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. And so finding accountability is important too. Like Anna and I both have people that we consider like spiritual mentors and we call them our spiritual moms, like that are not afraid to call us out or correct us or, but they're also like our biggest sources of encouragement. And so having accountability I think is huge in anything that you're doing with ministry and then yeah just not being afraid to just do it your the way that God's shown you to uniquely do it not trying to copy other people or whatever so um, not that we don't mm-hmm. obviously get encouragement and inspire inspire and inspiration words Janice inspiration yeah. from each other but um, <laughs> just just letting God shape your ministry into exactly what he wants it to be Yes, yes, great advice, and I hope that any young woman that is listening right now take what she has said and, you know, take it to God, pray fast about um, your ministry. So we are celebrating Women's History Month. Um, what, who are some of your heroes? Ooh, I love that, heroes. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, I honestly, like, I feel so spoiled and blessed to be surrounded by so many amazing women. And you said Shiro, so that's plural, so that means I can say more than one. So yeah, obviously absolutely. my first Shiro. <laughs> yeah, obviously my first Shiro is my mom. Like, oh, my gosh, I love my mom, and I think people would probably, like, look through our text messages with each other because we talk every day, and they would be like, there might be something wrong with those two because <laughs> I get my sense of humor from my mom. We're just goofballs. But she's just always been my biggest source of encouragement and just always there for me. Like, my mom would literally give you the shirt off her back and, like, I don't even know. Incredible woman has been just a huge, has a huge gift of hospitality and and all of that. And so, um, love my mom. Um, My best friend Anna is a huge hero to me, has been a huge, like, obviously she's my ministry partner, but has been just such an iron sharpening person for me in my life and source of encouragement and and just even helping me identify enemy lies and just step more fully into the gifts that God's given me. Um, my spiritual mom, Cindy, 
like I, I pretty much said everything she does earlier. She'll call me out on my crap and, and correct me and then just is my biggest source of encouragement too. And, yeah, gosh, I have so many incredible people in my life. I think about my youth pastor's life. Uh, well, obviously I'm not in youth anymore, but when I was in youth group, um, my youth mm-hmm. pastor's life, Jessica, was just like, an incre- like I would be at her house till 2 o'clock in the morning and she would just pour so much into my life. Um, as a young, well, late teen and a new Christian and had a lot of 2 a.m., like up till 2 a.m. conversations with her and just um, really she inspired such a love for the Word of God in me. And so, so many people, my sisters, my coworkers are incredible. Like, I, I truly am so blessed to be surrounded by a lot of incredible women. Wow, awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, we always need, like, great, you know, women in our lives that speak life into us, that encourage us, support us. It's so important. So now we're going to um, shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk about your new book called Slaying Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season. What is your inspiration behind your new book? Oh, huh. every time I think about my book, it makes me smile. So actually, writing writing has been a passion of mine since I could hold a pencil, like, I started writing poetry and short stories and stuff, I don't even know how old I was, and I always say, like, my two biggest desires in life have been to write books and have babies, so my mom jokingly the other day said, well, you got one down now, (laughs) one more go, so my, my inspiration with this book specifically is, is just journeying through the season of singlehood. Like you said, it's called Slay and Singlehood, Celebrating Life in Every Season. And we know, like, the season of singleness a lot of times has just uh, negative negative feelings attached to it, negative um, mm-hmm. connotations attached to it. So anyway, that was just kind of like when I, came, when I came out of my marriage and became single, I had it in my heart to write the book and so I had a lot of ideas about it and would write just jot things down from time to time but really felt like the Lord wanted me to shelf it for a few years so that I could actually live some singleness and uh, mm-hmm. go through this season and gain wisdom and all that that he wanted me to have in order to even complete the book so I think for me the biggest source of encouragement is really just like the tagline I love the tagline of the book which is celebrating life in every season and realizing that every season of life that we're in that God has purpose and in it and things that he wants to do and through us in every season that we face. And so specifically the season I'm in now is singlehood. And so that's what the book is about, but it's not even entirely about that. I talk about a lot of other things um, outside of relationship status that is um, super important. And so I think the biggest thing is just for people to realize that, a relationship doesn't, you know, your life doesn't start or end with the relationship. So for me, getting out of a relationship mm-hmm. didn't end my life. And whenever God brings uh, my husband into my life, that's not when my life begins. My life begins now, today. Like, there are things that God has for me in this day, and I don't want to miss any of it. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot, a lot to the book. But, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more um towards the interview about where you could get her book. It's amazing. I love it. And you guys will be so blessed by this book. So we could talk about this topic all day. What is one thing that you absolutely love about being single right now? <laughs> oh, girl. Ah, so many things. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, I think, like, the, the 
sounds like a selfish answer, but honestly, right now, just not having anyone to answer to besides the Lord, like, I don't have to run anything that I do through anyone else besides the Lord, and just having that this season alone with Him has been incredible, mm-hmm. and obviously, I'm believing for an incredible, fiery, spirit-filled man, and so we'll yeah. all experience that with Him, too, but um, yeah. just... For me right now, just having this season alone with the Lord has been such a tender thing for me and just journeying through this and discovering who I am and him and what gifts he's given me and then obviously dealing dealing with the hurt and the pain and the heartache and, mm-hmm. and the brokenness that I experienced and um, yeah, just I think just being able to do things on a whim is, is one of the best things mm-hmm. for me. So, like, there'll be times when I'm like, I just want to drive to Lake Michigan to watch the sunset, which is one of my favorite things. And so I'll just get in my car and go. Like, I don't have to be like, hey, babe, do we have anything right. going on tonight? Like, so, I don't know. I think that would probably be be one of the biggest things is just being able to, to do what I want, what I want. Yeah. Yes. Awesome, awesome. I totally agree that, you know, freedom to do what you want and also, you know, more time with the Lord. So that's awesome. So let's talk about the timing of God. You mentioned in your book, the right thing at the wrong time, wrong time is the wrong thing. So what does that look like? Yes, trying to gain a promise prematurely. Uh, okay. Mm, yeah, that's good. I could say about that. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes the Lord shows us things, but there is a timing. And, and I, like, will jokingly say, like, with the Lord, a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. And I'm like, I feel that, Lord. Like, I feel like <laughs> like I'm ready for a husband, which is specifically one of the promises that I that I know that God has given me um, is a husband yeah. who will love me like Christ loves the church. And so I remember when he spoke that to me, I was sitting out in my backyard watching the sunset, and he had given me that promise. And I was, like, looking to the left and right, like, well, where is he at? <laughs> And just being like, okay, like, you, but he's like, you're not ready for a relationship. So, and he was right. Like, honestly, I could not imagine having been in a relationship prior to now. But, um, so the wrong, the right thing at the wrong time, just trusting that there is, there is a timing with the Lord. And sometimes he shows us things and it, and you know, the word says that the Holy Spirit will show us the things to come. And so he will show us those mm-hmm. things, but we have to wait for the right season and and there's a lot of factors it could be the other person it could be you it could be mm-hmm. who, who knows exactly what and why that is but even like for instance my two mentors speaking over me that I would be speaking if someone would have thrown a microphone in front of my hand at that like you know the next day because I'm like hey I have a word from the Lord that I'm supposed to speak <laughs> I would have had nothing of value to say other than I don't even know what I I would have it would have been awful so even that, yeah. like, just trusting, like, God's timing, and it was a few years later. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just not right when it's out of God's timing. Amen, amen. I totally agree. Trust the timing of the Lord. So good, so good. So in your book, you have a chapter called Heal the Hurt. What are some ways a single woman can intentionally seek healing in her single season? Because I noticed in the book you said that you were intentionally healing on this journey of healing. So let's talk about that. Yeah, a lot of things come to my mind. Um, The Word of God is like, uh, yeah, being washed by the water of the Word is so huge. And so being in the Word, because we know that it, it says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, Romans twelve two, And so just letting the Word of God, like, heal you, because you'll be, you'll be reading the Word of God, and you'll be like, you'll identify lies of the enemy, and you'll realize, like, 
realize things that maybe you've been believing that aren't true either about yourself or about God. And so just hiding his word in your heart is so huge. And for me, one thing that I would do when I when I came out of that season of brokenness or whatever is I would just put on worship music and soak or um, and some of that that language might be foreign to some of you. So just putting worship music on and just sitting in His presence and letting yeah. his, letting Him just speak to you and letting the presence of God because you know like where His presence is like there's fullness of joy and there's freedom and so I would do that. I would literally lay hands on my own head and pray over myself and just speak the word of God over myself and just let him love me during that time and then too I think about we hit on that a little bit is just the need for community and so being vulnerable enough to say like hey I need prayer like I'm struggling and this is not not journeying through it alone I'm so thankful I didn't go through this season alone like even the night that my husband left one of the times I mean it was it was a lot of up and down during those few years but I had a friend I called and I was like I don't want to be here alone by myself tonight, and I, and I do not want to sleep in my bed. And so she came over, and we put an air mattress up and slept on the living room floor together. And, like, mm-hmm. for me, like, she was washing my feet, so to speak, you know, during that time mm-hmm. in my life. And was just, I had friends that were just very intentional about reaching out to me, but I also didn't shut myself off either. I forced myself to surround myself with people so that I could let them speak into my life and, and all of that. So community I think is huge the word of God his presence and and just even asking the Lord like are there lies of the enemy that I'm believing and and letting him reveal those things to you so you can get rid of them because they're such traps and hold us back so yeah if there's anything else you want to add to that feel free but those are my immediate thoughts wow awesome you you are just dropping so much value and I know my listeners are going to be blessed by this podcast thus far Thank you. Thank you for, for that. And you spoke about um, in your book, about divorce in your book, and I love how you are healed, you are thriving, and you are whole again. So what is some advice that you would give um, someone that's going through a divorce or is a divorcee? To not let the enemy cloak you in shame is the first thing because especially – as a Christian woman, like I say that, like I'm, like I'm not actually Christian, but you know what I mean? Like that quote unquote Christian woman, like I think, I feel like mm-hmm. people like in the church have grace for people that are not, if you're not a Christian with a divorce, we get it. But if you're a Christian and you go through divorce, that's like, uh, that's yeah. the taboo. And so, mm-hmm. and that was something that I battled with, you know, a little bit just because of comments and stuff mm-hmm. that would be made to me and oh, just realizing that your value does not change. And what you've gone through, because of what you've gone through, what's been done to you, like you, uh, I love the scripture that says, those who look to him are radiant with joy and their faces will never be ashamed. And that is like a banner verse that I just have over my life and just not letting the enemy do that. And so when people do make comments or, you know, those snide comments too quickly, cast them away mm-hmm. like don't sit and dwell on that or let what people say that is negative like don't take it to heart like take those thoughts captive unto the obedience of Christ like be like no that is not who my God says I am and that is not the path he's laid out for me and so I think gosh there's this that's the biggest thing I think is to refuse to be cloaked in shame and then just know that that doesn't mean your you know your life is not over because you've gone through a divorce and right. God God's love for you has not changed and 
you nothing in all of creation, including divorce, can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And his love for you is lavish. And his banner over you is yes. love. And just, just letting him love you. Like, that, I would shout that from the rooftops, let him love you. And that is what he spoke to me during that time because I had so many walls up. And just, like, mm-hmm. I had walls up with God that I didn't even realize because, you know, maybe there was disappointment on my end and him for, quote, unquote, allowing me to marry this boy or whatever. And just, like, I don't trust you fully because I don't know how to trust anymore because my every level of trust in the person I should have trusted the most has been broken. And so I remember the Lord saying, doesn't matter, like, like who cares about other people right now, but let me love you. And so whether I could let people in during that time or not, like letting the Lord in is huge. And so just let, yeah, let him love you. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Thank you for that. I hope someone is listening today um, that will listen to the advice that you gave and they speak healing and get her book. It's so good for singles, someone that's been divorced and is looking to date again, read her book, guys. So we're almost out of time. So I have one more question. We're going to close out. What does celebrating life in every season mean to you? Oh, uh, finding joy in every day and knowing obviously every day isn't as good as the next day or whatever. And like, I don't ever want people to get this idea that I am, you know, naive to, <laughs> to life and the struggles of life. Like if anything, I get the struggles of life and I understand heartache and pain and all those things, but just knowing that God has so much purpose in your life. Like there are things that are inside of you that you probably don't even know of yet. And I'm still discovering those things in myself. And so just learning to, just wake up every day with a grateful heart. We know, like, the Word of God talks about rejoicing always, and, like, the will of God is thanksgiving. And so having that grateful heart and finding things to appreciate about life and be thankful for because it's really our choice, whether we, you know, look at things in a positive or a negative light, whether we look at the glass half full or half empty. And um, I love, there's somebody said something one time, they were like, I don't look at the glass as half full or half empty. I'm just glad I have a glass. And I'm like, God, that's so, that's so good. Just to <laughs> yes. know that like you are surrounded by blessings. And if your eyes aren't open to it, ask God to open your eyes to it. And um, just love the season of life that you're in and find, find things to be thankful for. Surround yourself with people, all those good things. But, yeah, just know that God has things that he wants to do in and through you no matter what season of life you're in. And so I think that's why I've had a lot of people with my book that are married that have read it and that have been like, I've gotten so much out of this because it, it is. It's just a message for people in general to to love the life that God's given you. Like, we we only get one life, and so I don't want to... I don't want to, I don't know, get to a point, you know, when I'm 70, 80 years old where I have regrets or I wish I would have mm-hmm. and all those things. So I'm just chasing after the things God has put in my path and what he's called me to and doing it uh, boldly and and enjoying the journey and, and loving my life. So and I just pray that for anyone on here who who struggles with that or maybe has lost their will to live. Actually, the Lord had me share last week at a stirred-up that we did, a part of my mm-hmm. story that I don't share that often with people, um, not because I'm ashamed mm-hmm. of it, just honestly, I just forget that it's even part of my story sometimes, but there was a point mm-hmm. in my life where I slept a lot to escape life, it's because, mm-hmm. you know, sleep was much better than the pain of my reality, and I just felt like 
there was a word for someone that was at that event, and I feel like I'm supposed to share it now, too, that God's restoring your will to live again to the point where you won't want to sleep to escape because your reality will be better than better than what you could escape from. And so I just, you know, pray that over anyone listening who has lost their will to live, and I'm telling you I know what that feels like. And, um, you know, and, and it wasn't ever a point of where I was, you know, suicidal or anything at the, to that point, but I just didn't want to live. I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to live either. And so just, just, I would, I would love to see that happen in people's lives where they just truly, truly want to live again. So pray that over anyone that is listening and, and yeah. Wow. Wow. So powerful. So powerful. This interview was just amazing. And this is a great way to end. And here at the Coaching Out Loud podcast, we have something that we call the Power Minute. You can give inspiration. You can give a quote. You do it for one minute. You think, are you ready, sis? Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I want to read this scripture over, over the listeners because I just feel like it's so good. And it says, so now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. And that is something God has been so speaking to me over the last few years, is that he's not just a promise maker, he's a promise keeper. And so just trusting and then holding fast to whatever it is that you're believing for, knowing that he is faithful and that everything that he has spoken to you will come to pass, just trusting in his word and his faithfulness and and knowing that he is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he would change his mind and that what God has spoken over you is truth and that his banner over you is love. He rejoices over you singing that you are surrounded by songs of deliverance. You're surrounded by a shield of favor. And these are all things that I just pray over myself all the time, reminding myself of God's goodness and, and his promises and all of his promises are yes and amen and that you are so, so, so loved amen amen thank you so much Janice for being on the show today if you don't mind give us a closing prayer yes thank you so much for having me on here I was oh, it just makes my heart happy I love I love yes, me too. You and I love your ministry and everything you're doing yes. and I'm just so thankful that God connects us I'm telling you anytime yeah like social media Yes, and anytime people bash <laughs> social media, I'm like, um, God's doing no. a lot of cool things through social media, and he's right. actually banning, so I will, I will right. fight for that now. <laughs> New friend, for real. Father God, I, amen. Father God, I thank you so much for the gift of joy. I thank you for the gift of friendship, God, and I just thank you that you are connecting people in the body of Christ, God, to advance your kingdom and and to bring you glory. And so I just pray right now that if there's anyone listening on today's episode that is struggling with brokenness and struggling with hurt and pain, God, that you would be their healer. We know that your word says that you are our healer, God. And so I just ask that you would minister to them right where they're at, God, that you would heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds. God, I pray that they would feel your presence even right now, God, that they would just hear your voice and just sense that you are near to them. And God, I pray that if there's anyone on here who is struggling in any way, God, that you would put someone in their pathway or even give them boldness to reach out to me or Danny, God, to be prayed for and just be ministered to. God, I pray that they would never feel like they're alone. 
God, I thank you for your promises that you never leave us and you never forsake us and that you are closer than a brother. And God, I pray blessings over each and every person on this podcast. God, I pray that they would just grow in their faith, that you would give them an increased hunger for your word. God, a hunger for your presence, a hunger to know you more. And I just come against every lie of the enemy. God, that you would just download your truth into their hearts, God, that every live enemy would be completely removed, eradicated out of our lives, Lord, and I just speak blessings over Danny's platform, God, and everything that she's doing, God, I just declare that everything she touches will prosper, I thank you that you are advancing everything that she's doing, God, and that you are putting her in front of exactly who needs to hear and receive what she is doing. And so I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. And God, I thank you for your unfailing love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that prayer. Before you leave, where can they find you, your social media handles? Where can they purchase your book? Yeah, so my social media handles on Instagram and Facebook, I have um, – I have on Instagram a, my podcast page and then my personal. So my podcast is just Janice Podcast. And then my personal is Janice.StirredUp. And then on Facebook, we have Stirred Up Ministries. I have my Just Janice Podcast page, my personal page. And then um, my book you can get on StirredUpMinistries.com. And it's just in our shop on there. Those are the the autographed ones and I always pray over like each book God what do you want me to write in this I write personal messages in those if you don't want a personal message in prayer you can find a book on Amazon Target Walmart like all the books a million all the all the places you can buy books you can get my book on but um, it's more fun when you just buy it directly so yeah that's it I would love to connect with people so reach out to me I, I love I love connecting yes yes please follow her get the book today today we're having a giveaway Janice will be giving away a free book, but there are some rules to this contest. You must follow her, Just Janice Podcast, on Instagram, like her last post, and tag three of your friends on her last post. All right, guys. So thank you again, sis, Janice, for being on my show today. Thank you to all the listeners. I pray you guys be blessed. This was such a powerful interview and I'm so grateful for you guys tuning in have a blessed day Something good.